Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever time frame you guys will be listening to this podcast. Of course, it's your boy, Brother D, with another Generational Changers official podcast. You guys thought I was gone. I was just only gone for a little while, but I'm back with a word. Um, Amen. Um, You know, just was taking a little, you know, break and, you know, until, you know, the Lord released me to give another word, and it's been a word that has been really bubbling up in my spirit, and so I'm going to share it today because the body of Christ really needs to be encouraged, you know, just not at my church that I attend, but in the body in general, people need to hear this word, and, you know, it's a very, you know, simple word. But, you know, it's one thing to, and this is one thing that I am learning daily, you know, because I've been in church all my life. You know, all I know is church. All I know is going to church and praising God because I've been, I was born, you know, I come from the church, you know, and I know a lot of you all know my story. I shared in my podcast last year called The Why Me Experience. But it's one thing to really, really grasp and know the word, but it's another thing to see it being performed in your life. And one thing I can say is I have seen the word of God being performed in my life, you know, and it's just amazing and awesome, you know, to see what the word of God can do, how it can blow your mind in such an awesome way. You know, that's why it's very important that we as people of God, not just read the word, but soak and study the word. The word of God even encourages us to study to show ourselves approved because it's going to be a day where we're going to be tested in the word of God. And we have to know that word. You know, we have to, you know, and it's very important. That's why, you know, my my prayer now is that God would make me more hungry, thirsty, and desperate for his word. Amen. So, um, I don't just pray that prayer over my life daily, but I speak that even over your life. Amen. And um, even to, you know, any new people that gets to, you know... Listen to my podcast for the very first time, which is, this is really God's podcast. You know, he just opened doors, you know, for me to be able to achieve to this level. I want you, you know, to get a lot out of this podcast, the encouragement that you need. Because, like I said, this podcast is all about encouraging my young brothers and sisters, even now to the older generation, but but it's more... For so the young brothers and sisters, but it can be for anybody because the word of God is for any generation, any nation. It doesn't have a age limit. And um, like I said, this podcast isn't just on encouragement, but it's also on intercession because that's the ministry that the Lord has given me is intercession. And of course, you know, ministering his word. Amen. But anyways, let's get to the point. So, like I said, I have a word today for you all. I know you guys are like, what is this word? Well, I'm going to give you the word. But before we go to the word, you all know how we do it here. Let's pull out this theme scripture. 
And as you all know, we have a theme scripture that the Lord gave me. And it's coming from, of course, 1 Peter 2 and 9. And it's from the New Living Translation version. And it basically says, verse 9, But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. And as I always say after reading that after reading that last part, I am so grateful. Even though the Lord is still working on me and still working on us, I am so grateful and I know you are that God, you know, took us out of the pit, out of where we were in, that we could have stayed in, that he could have left us in. But he has so much compassion, compassion that we will never understand. But we know it's so great, better than any other type of compassion. And he took us out of that pit. He took us out of that fiery furnace, out of the mess that we put ourselves into. And yes, sometimes we sit here and we blame the enemy for that. But sometimes, and yes, it's the enemy's fault, but most of the time it's our fault because of the decisions that we put ourselves in. Sometimes we as people, we make it easy for the enemy. The enemy ain't even got to do nothing. All you got to do is to sit back. They're going to fall into the pit anyways. You know, God is giving them instruction. Holy Spirit is giving them instruction, but they're not listening. They're not listening. So I don't got to do anything. They're going to do it themselves. But he has taken us out, and we're now free. We're now free. And we're now free. But anyway, so today's word is very simple. It's a two. It's just two words. Um, And actually, these two words were given to me by my bishop's spiritual father, who is also a bishop. And these words are just so profound, so powerful. And they are, keep going. That's it. Keep going. And I speak to the body of Christ. I speak to my brothers and sisters who listen to this podcast. Two words. Keep going. Keep going. Amen. So, um, before I give you scripture, let's pray real quickly, and then we're going to just flow and let the Holy Spirit have his way. Amen and amen. So, Father, I thank you for your word. Oh, your word is sharper than a two-edged sword, and we thank you, Lord, for your word that pierces, your word that makes the, you know, situation straight again. We thank you for your word, that when we release your word, we're releasing fire. It comes out of our mouth, and we thank you, Lord God. For your word that makes up the difference. Father God, I pray now that you will hide me behind your cross and that you will speak through me so that people will hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. So, Father, I thank you. Father, I give you glory. Father God, I give you praise and I exalt and bless your holy and righteous name for being who you are. For you are God and there is no God like you. You're the only true and living God. Everything else is dead. And so, Lord God, we bless you for being who you are. And it's in Jesus' name 
I pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. So I just want to give you a few scriptures. Um, Amen. These are just out of the blue scriptures that I'm going to be putting out there. Um, But they fit so well with this topic for today. So I want to start us off at 1 Corinthians 6 and 13. And please excuse me if I don't have an exact version, but it doesn't matter which version. They all are pointing at the same topic, which is keep going. Um, But it basically says, be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong. Amen. And then, of course, Psalms 37 verses 23 through 24 says, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. And I want to go off of that scripture right there. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, my God, they will never fall. Jesus, for the Lord holds them by the hand. My God, if that ain't powerful right there, I don't know what to say to you. Matter of fact, let's just, like I said, let's go off that scripture right there. That scripture right there, Psalms 37, 23. 24 verses 23 and 24. Let's just go off that scripture right there because that scripture right there already got me excited. Amen. Amen and amen. But I just want to speak life into each and every one of your situation right now because like I said, I don't know what you guys are going through, you know, and I don't, you know, don't really need to know because, you know, sometimes it's, you know, really really not really much of a business, you know, as long as you're going to the Lord and letting him know what's going on. That's all that matters. Only he can make the cricket places straight, you know, I just want to encourage you, you know, the word of God never told us that life was going to be peaches and cream. We're going to go through trials We're going to go through tribulations in life. We're going to get persecuted. Right now, persecution is on the rise. And I I tell you, I remember, I think it was last year, you know, the Lord, you know, because one of my spiritual dreams is, is, is dreams. And one of my spiritual gifts is dreams. And I remember the Lord showing me about how persecution was on the rise. And, you know, we're going to get persecuted, you know, and we are. And we got to be ready. You know, not everybody is fit for persecution. Not everybody is willing to go through persecution, but God has a remnant of people that are willing to go through persecution, knowing that if they suffer, they will reign. Because remember, people hated Jesus way before they started, started hating us. Because we choose to walk with God. We choose to live for Jesus Christ. We choose that. We choose it. Because we know that it's the right walk, the right pathway to go. So, like I said, for any of you all that is dealing with depression, any of you all that are dealing with, you know, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, whatever it may be, or you may be dealing with, you know, you know, 
sex addictions, you know, sexual immorality, whatever it is, what it doesn't matter. Because sin is sin, regardless. Sin is it doesn't matter. No sin is bigger than the other, as they always say. It doesn't matter what sin you're dealing with. I want you to know that you know God knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb, and God hasn't expected in for you. He has an expected end for you, and he really, really does. If I could pull out anybody in the Bible, I would use Joseph's life. God had an expected end for Joseph. Joseph was misunderstood. Just like Moses was misunderstood. And we all know Noah was misunderstood because when he was building that ark after the Lord Jesus commanded him to, people were making fun of him. But I bet you, you know, after that flood came through, I bet you if they were still alive, they would have been like, I should have got on that ark. But it doesn't matter what you go through. Know that God will never leave you nor forsake you. That's what his word says. If God brought you this far, he's not going to leave you. Yes, you may be in a situation right now where you may not know whether to turn to the left or right. But look forward. Go forward. In this season, God wants you to go forward. That's another way of saying keep going. God wants you to go forth in this season. And he does. Amen. He wants you to continue to keep your eyes stayed on him. Now, let me give you the definition of keep, which is a verb. I'm going to give you a few of these definitions, but actually I'm going to give you maybe one or two. Have or retain possession of. Have or retain possession of. Or cause to continue in a specific condition, position, course, etc. Charge or control. Then we're going to go with the word going, which is a noun. An act or instance of leaving a place or to depart. The condition of the ground viewed in terms of suitable tea for walking, riding, or other travel. Especially in the context of horse riding. But we're going to pass that definition. Amen. But let's just stay with um, the first one. Amen. The act or instance of leaving a place, a departure. As you continue to go in this season, God is beginning to spiritually mature you in areas you never thought that he was going to be able to mature you in. Whether it's in reading the word, whether it's in fasting, whether it's in praying, whether it's building up a greater worship and praise lifestyle. I remember And this is just me sharing my testimony. I remember last, no, not last year, the year before last year. Um, Wow, I tell you, I was in super duper heavy depression. And, you know, a lot of people may not know, but I've dealt with and I've been fighting with depression my whole entire life. 
Like the littlest thing can pull me into that place of depression. And I remember way back then, it was because I didn't have a job. And so it pulled me into depression. Instead of people encouraging me, they continue to beat me up. That pulled me into depression to make me feel like, well, why am I here? I don't need to be here if I'm not doing anything in my life. But I defeated depression that year. And then that following year, which is the year I'm about to tell you guys about, I defeated depression in that year. And I'm still going to defeat depression. And so I remember this so clearly. That year when I was fighting with depression, I was having issues in my prayer life. My prayer life was, oh my, it was so troubled. And it was to the point where if I messed up in prayer, I would totally shut down. I would totally don't want to pray. I feel like my prayer was terrible. And I'm not going to lie, sometimes I say that sometimes, which I know that's not true. Because I, cause God is not looking for perfect prayers. You're using these big, profound words. As long as it's coming from the heart and you're praying the will of the Father, then God hears it and he accepts it. But my prayer life was very, 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 very bad, you know, to me. Because I go to church and I'll pray. But when I get home, if I mess up one time or I say a wrong word or mispronounce a word, I don't want to pray no more. I automatically shut down. And, you know, I thank God for, you know, one of my best friends who came down from, you know, Baltimore, you know, Maryland. And, you know, me and him, you know, ended up, you know, in a relationship. But, you know, we had to get out of that relationship because... You know, God was against it, and we don't want to be a part of nothing if God is against it. And we made a right decision by getting out of that. But during that time, I understood that God had set him down here, not because of no relationship, but God set him him down here because there was something that he had that I needed. And what that was is someone to help me push when it comes down to prayer because my church family did not know that I was having an issue with prayer. Because what they see at the church, that was not going on at my location. I was struggling in prayer. And I came to the knowledge and understanding where if I keep messing up, then I don't need to pray no more. Because I'm not about to keep giving God a half prayer where I keep messing up, keep falling. I'm not about to keep doing that. Because God don't deserve it. God deserves the best prayer. Just like he deserves the best worship and the best praise. He deserves the best prayer. And I made, that, I made that in my mind to where, God, if I don't learn how to pray correctly, I ain't praying no more. And my best, because uh, he's, my, he's my homeboy. He's my brother in Christ. He's my best friend. He always tells me, keep going. He said, he used to say those exact words, keep going. Don't ever stop praying. Keep praying. God ain't looking for no great prayer. He's looking for, you know, those prayers that are from the heart, you know, or are by spirit. And he would always tell me that. But whenever he would tell me that, I want to do it because I already done messed up. I'm not about to do this. 
And I would sit there, and when my home, when my my brother in Christ, my best friend, prayed, I tell you, the power of God would invade my bedroom so heavy. I'm sitting there like, I can stay here forever. Don't stop. But then, you know, you have those days where you're really mad and upset because, you know, you didn't like how the way you prayed. And then you kind of get upset with, you know, the other person. But I had to get out of that. And what I did not know was that God was setting me up for a next level in intercession and prayer. That's why I pray the way that I do now. Because I'm on a greater level of prayer and intercession. And I thank God for this. I thank God for him allowing the Holy Spirit to you know, allow me to walk into a new level of prayer. You know, I'm still understanding prayer because I ain't got there yet, but I'm going to get there. But yeah, one thing we have to understand as people of God, just like Noah kept pushing and did not give up because he could have done so, just like Moses could have given up, And says, God, I can't go. I got a stuttering problem. We could have given up and we could have said, God, you can't use me. I I got a stronghold that I'm dealing with. I got an addiction that I'm fighting. I'm a smoker. You know, I smoke too much. I'm I'm a drinker. I drink too much. God looks at the heart. Not the condition. Yes, God. We forget sometimes that God does not know how we're going to be. But the best thing about God is God doesn't care about how we're going to be because he already knows what our end is going to be. Because God expected it for us is greater than what we can ever imagine or think of. But we always look at the bad. We don't ever look at the good. That's why we can't ever move forward and what God has called us to be because we're too busy looking at the bad. We got to stop looking at the bad. We got to stop living in the past. We got to stop wearing the mask that we are wearing. And we have to start declaring and decreeing things that, yes, this may be where I'm at, but this is not my final destination because greater is he that's in me than he says in the world. Yes, right now I'm in a state where I drink too much or I smoke too much or I do this or I do that too much, but I know God is going to deliver me. I know God is going to take me to that next place That I can go. We have to get rid of that double mindset. And we have to learn as people of God. That we have to learn how to start releasing the word of God over. Not just over our lives and over our destiny. We have to start releasing the word of God over our minds. Because our minds need to come subject to the power and to the word of the Lord Jesus Sometimes we, people of God, we are so, so used to praying for people, so used to praying for regions and nations and and, and communities and, and, and workplaces. We forget to cover our own selves. We're so used to praying for our families that we forget to cover our own selves. We have to learn how to start covering our own selves 
in the spirit and physical. Praying against depression. Praying against low self-esteem. Praying against anxiety. Praying against whatever stronghold or addiction that we're dealing with. Declaring that God, you are my strong heart. My stronghold. You are my addiction. Your word is my addiction. Your word is my stronghold. And then we need to get into places. We need to get into places where whenever we feel temptation coming up, of course, God gives us a way out because he does not bring temptation upon us. I've gotten to the point where I was, where I, where I was saying I haven't been really, you know, faithful in doing that, but... You know, I need to start doing that. But anyways, I need to get to the point where I say, Jesus, the name of Jesus. And when you release the name of Jesus, it changes the atmosphere. There was a one time, you know, temptation came on, came upon me and I released the name of Jesus. And it made the difference because there's power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. I pray that there will become a time where God will begin to expose those hidden things, those hidden strongholds, those hidden addictions, those hidden sins, those secret ones that we don't come to God for. One thing we have to understand and realize is God is all-knowing and all-seeing, but sometimes we forget that. Sometimes we act like when we have sinned or messed up, we feel like, well, you know, I can't go to God. First of all, God already knew these things, but God already, but God gave you a way out, but you choose not to take the way out. You chose to do what you want to do. But we need to come to a point in our lives where we say, you know what, God, I am sick of sick of being tired of dealing with these cycles of generational chains and generational curses. And they gotta break. 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 In the power in the name of Jesus. Yeah, there may be some people that may say the name of Jesus don't work, don't got no power, but that's a lie. The devil is a liar. They may say that there's no meaning or no power to the blood, but the devil is a liar. The blood still saves, the blood still heals and delivers, just like the name. When demons hear that name, they run and tremble and flee. We got to start speaking blessings and declarations over our own selves and lives. We got to start anointing ourselves. You don't always need a pastor to anoint you to do this, do that. God has given you the power. God sent in his word that you will do great exploits through him. Now, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying anoint yourself to be a bishop or a pastor. I'm not saying that. I'm talking about when it comes down to decreeing healing and victory over yourself. I ain't talking about I anoint you to be a pastor or I anoint you to be. No, it's your pastors that consecrate you. Of course, the God in them. But it's your pastors that do that, not yourself. I know people that ordain themselves. I'm sitting here like, what in the world? But you have to encourage yourself. 
I encourage you that whenever you are having a moment where you feel like you can't go forward, it's a song by Donald Lawrence and City Trash Singers. It's called Encourage Yourself. Listen to that song. Listen to songs that uplift you, that builds your spirit man up. Listen to praise songs. Sometimes we get so lost in worship songs. Well, we need to get our spirits uplifted in praise songs. I'm the type of person where if I wake up upset about something or if I fallen, I get upset, I'll listen to a praise song that will uplift my spirit. And after I have listened to that praise song that uplifted my spirit, I'm hype and I know I can fight this because God is on my side. And then that scripture also says that he holds our hands. God's not going to leave you in that pit. God is not going to leave you in that fiery furnace or in that lion's den. God is not going to leave you. A lot of us, we feel as though God has left us because of the situation that we're in. God has never left us. If people of God could really, 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 really know how God feels about them and could really understand the compassion and the love of Jesus Christ, you would not have that mentality to think that way. If you knew how God's justice system concerning his people that follow him faithfully works for us, you would never have that mindset to think that way. You would never. God will never leave you, nor will he forsake you. God holds your hand. Even when you're in the fall and you don't feel like it, you don't feel like God is holding your hand. You don't feel like God is there. God is still there for you. God is still holding your hand. He's holding your hand through the good. But I want us to focus on doing the bad because we can be loyal and faithful And give God a courageous, roaring praise through the good at all times. But I want to focus on, in this moment, the bad. The bad, the bad, the bad. Focusing on the bad. Because when we are experiencing trials and tribulations, which the Bible said that's what we would experience, we have to have a Praise that says, yes, I may be going through crazy times, but I will still trust in the name of the Lord. And even in those moments when we're going through crazy times and we don't feel like praising him, that's when the gift of praise is birthed to the next level, into the next dimension, because God gives us this garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Yes, it's not easy to come into God's presence sometimes when you have so much on your mind, when you're burdened with why I'm here. I feel like a failure. I feel like I'm not good enough. Why am I here? But we have to get out of that mindset. 
to say, I may not want to be here, but I'm here and I'm going to keep on going. You have to have a keep on going mindset, a going forward mindset in this season. Because God wants to use us for greatness, great work he wants to do in us. One thing that we have to learn how to do as people of God, we need to learn how to be consistent. And this is for me as well. We have to learn how to be consistent when it comes down to God in the bad times. We need to focus more on the bad times than the good times. Because in the bad times is where greater things can be birthed in the spirit. Greater praise can be birthed. Greater worship can be birthed. Greater prayer time Greater in the word time can be birth in the bad time. We need to talk about the bad times, how to respond in the bad times. Because you're not going to always wake up in the good times. Sometimes you're going to be in the bad times. I'm not happy today. I don't feel like talking to God. I don't feel like, but you know, but you know what is so, my God. You know what is so good about God? Because when you are experiencing those bad times, when you are in that mood where you when you start speaking crazy, you feel the presence of God begin to pull on you. You begin to feel the tug of the Lord upon you. I remember it was a couple of times when I woke up not in my right mind. And I could just feel God. I could just feel God. I'm sitting here like, well, Lord, you know, I've kind of sort of disrespected you, you know, but not to where I couldn't be forgiven because I'm not about that life. Let's go ahead and put that out there. But, but God, but why are you still calling me? God, why are you still pulling on me to pray for this person? Why are you still pulling on me to do this? Why are you still pulling me to do that? Because God, hallelujah, is not moved by, you know, it's not always moved by what we say. Even though we should be mindful as to what we say, because what we say holds great power and it can hold up blessings. But sometimes God already knows that we don't feel that. We, we just speak it out of a place of hurt. We're speaking out of a place of anger. But I just want to encourage you guys today to keep going. No matter what it may look like, no matter what it may feel like, no matter how hurt you are, the pain that you're enduring, keep going because God is not going to change his mind and his plans according to Jeremiah 29 and 11 concerning you. He's not going to leave you or forsake you. He's not. So whenever you feel down, whenever you feel out, whenever you feel like you're a failure, go to God. Renounce those thoughts, because those are lies, but go to God. Cry out to God. Cry out, cry out, cry out to God. And let God do a great work in you. Let him do a great work in you. In this season, people of God, my young sisters, my young brothers, my older sisters, my older brothers, 
to every pastor, hallelujah, to every bishop, to every psalmist, to whatever your title is in the church. It's time for us to get up. And it is time for us to keep going. It's time for us to speak to our spirit man in the spirit. And I even speak to your spirit man in the spirit now. And I say, get up, wake up, and keep going. Keep running. Go forward. Trust the process. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Success is in your corner. Victory is in your corner. Deliverance is coming. Breakthrough is coming. Whatever you have been seeking and praying and asking God for, it is coming. And it is coming now. Can you not see it? See, some of us can't see because we're spiritually blind. We have been so used to what we're used to, to where we can't see nothing good happening. We can't. We're blinded. And then we accept anything that comes our way. Well, that season is over. We got to stop accepting any and everything that comes our way. We got to stop it. Because what God, what God, what God's thoughts is towards us is greater than we, we can ever imagine. Think for the Bible tells us, eyes haven't seen, ears have not heard, but the Lord Jesus What he, what, he, what, what he has planned for us. We don't know. We don't know. Amen. So I pray that you guys understood this word. In Jesus name. And got where I was going with this word. And I speak to every man of God. Hallelujah. And every woman of God now. That you stop. That you stop listening to the voice of the enemy. Now, in the name of Jesus, I pray that your ears become closed to the voice of the enemy. Now, in the name of Jesus. Yeah, you will see him afar off. But when he comes, you'll know how to respond. I pray that you will become sued up in the name of Jesus. I want to declare this scripture over your life. Amen. And receive it. Ephesians 8, 10 and verse 18. Belt of truth. Shoes of peace. Sword of the spirit. Shield of salvation. Shield of faith. Breastplate of righteousness. This is the armor of God. Wear it. Never take it off. In the name of Jesus. Know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God. If you're struggling with suicide or any type of mental illness, renounce it in the name of Jesus. That it will not come to your dwelling place. And I release Psalms 91. The Lord's protection prayer over your life now in the name of Jesus. I release the blood of Jesus over your household and over everything that's connected to you, even your family, in the name of Jesus. I pray that the Father 
will set you free, will release you in the spirit. Because whom the Son has set free, according to Holy Scriptures, is free indeed. I pray that you will accelerate in this season, that you will go forth in this season, and that you will not be moved or shook it by anything that the enemy throws in your pathway. That you'll be able to stand and that you will live to see the goodness of the Lord. That you will live to see your deliverance and your family members' deliverance and other men and women's deliverance. That you will be able to stand and testify boldly and confidently of your deliverance and what God has done for you so that you can see others set free and delivered. In the name of Jesus. If you have a family member or a homeboy or a homegirl that's dealing with an addiction or a stronghold, I declare by your testimony, they too will be delivered and set free in the name of Jesus. So, Father, I thank you now. I give you glory and I give you praise. And I thank you for your blood that is being pled over my brothers and sisters in the name of Jesus. They will be totally delivered, totally set free by the power of the blood of the Lamb. I pray that you will forgive them of each and every one of their sins now in the name of Jesus. That you will bring them back to you. And that they, when they come back to you, they're coming stronger than ever. Ready for battle. Ready to win. Ready to see the goodness and the faithfulness of the Lord. And that once they come back to you, they ain't leaving. They going to stand in the name of Jesus while holding the bloodstained banner. So, Father... I give you the glory. Father, I give you the praise. And I pray, Lord God, that you would touch this word right here. And that it will go forth. And people will be encouraged. They will be encouraged. And then they will fight to the finish. And not just fight for themselves, but fight for their families and their loved ones. That women will fight for their husbands. And husbands will fight for their wives. And that mother and father will fight for their children in the name of Jesus. And that we will fight for the next generation and the next generation to come in the name of Jesus. And whatever the enemy may have, he planned we bind it in the name of Jesus. We bind assignments in the name of Jesus. So, Father, I thank you. Father, I praise you. And Father God, I give you the glory, the honor. And it's in your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. Keep going, my brothers. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Keep going, my sisters. Keep going, keep going. Jesus died on the cross for you and I. So that we cannot perish but live eternity with him. Because Jesus' goal, his plan is for you not not to perish. Not everybody is willing to go where Jesus is at. But let you be willing. And you don't have to wait until Sunday to do this. Renounce those sins. Renounce those strongholds and those addictions. Give your life to Jesus Christ today. Pray the sinner's prayer. Lord, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ, I have sinned against you. 
I know I was wrong, but I need you to come into my life and be Lord and Savior. Yes, I will follow you for the rest of my life. And if I, hallelujah, fall, I pray that you will pick me up. Keep me from falling, actually. Keep me from falling. In the name of Jesus. So, Father, I thank you. Father, I give you the glory and I give you the praise today for what you will do. And it's in your name, Jesus, I pray once again. Amen and amen. Will you guys be blessed? I love you all. Amen. And amen. And um, and God is good all the time. And I know I already said it, but I'm going to say it again. I just want to thank you all for, you know, helping me, of course, celebrate, you know, my 25th birthday, which was on the 18th, which was last, I believe it was last Saturday. Um, amen. So I'm actually happy that, you know, God has allowed me to see 25 years. Amen. Because it's a big milestone because not a lot of young people get to see that age because a lot of them in and up committing suicide, but I pray against that spirit in the name of Jesus. Amen. That every young person will live to become a lawyer, a doctor, whatever God has called them to be in Jesus' name. And of course, you know, that day was even greater because I got to see my pastor, who is now ordained as a bishop in the Lord's church, be elevated as a bishop. And now since he's elevated, my ch- the church that I attend is elevated. So it was a blessing. I tell you, God is good and he is good. He's faithful, loyal, my God, mighty God. And I just, I'm just blessed. So you guys be blessed in the Lord and in the power of his might. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Please share this with someone also as well. God bless you all. Love you all in Jesus' name.